Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this podcast is Opening and Closing Loops for Fun and Profit. Now, I'm going to change it up a bit. Usually, I say what new things our guest is going to speak about right out of the gate, and then I give the biography. But the topics that my guest has said that he wants to talk about are so fascinating intrinsically that I want to read his bio first and then the things he wants to talk about because I don't want I want to hit them all on the nose I don't want to have anything fall to the cracks because we're also going to, I'm also going to ask him questions that I already know beforehand so I don't want to miss these topics are so fascinating I, I want to know about each one so I don't want to miss anything the great great stuff so I'm going to announce who my my guest is right now he's a fellow Brooklynite though he's originally from Massachusetts or Maine, somewhere up there in New England, but he, he is a Brooklynite now. <laughs> and he, and by the way, he has well. I'm going to tell you about his podcast. He's got an awesome podcast and does great, great stuff. But uh, I was also I was a guest on this podcast about a year ago. We were just talking about it, and it was so cool. I was I was about to launch my uh, uh, Kickstarter, which was a debacle. Uh, <laughs> But I, was, I, and, but I was doing, I was walking around Manhattan uh, being interviewed by Greg and it was such a hoot, man. It's it's such a vivid memory. And I'm sure oh, I'll always have that memory because it was so cool being interviewed by this guy who's a fantastic in, interviewer in his own right. And me walking around the city with this extended interview. Uh, and he was, you could tell his, his interest in me was genuine and authentic. And that really brought me, you know, I was so forthcoming because of his demeanor. And so uh, hopefully I can capture some of that in the in the reverse. <laughs> so let me tell you about this guy, Greg. His name is Greg Bornstein. He is a cultural hypnotist, a conscious disruptor and proud broadcaster of all things shamelessly fringe. His podcast, op- quote, open loops with Greg Bornstein in, com- in conversations that bend. Hold on, let me just get that right. I wanna get that just right. Open Loops with Greg Bornstein, Conversations That Bend, end quote. That's the title. And I know it. I've been on it. And I've listened to it numerous times. It's very great podcast. It's a late night talk show for mind expansion and unconscious provocation. I think I mentioned it to him before a year ago. It's really, it's like Art Bell. If you know Art Bell was, who was a great radio Late night talk show. He's very much in the vein of Art Bell. Very cool stuff. And I used to listen to Art Bell all the time. So, I re- well, you're going to learn a lot about Greg. But I, at the outset, <laughs> I will tell you, I recommend this podcast. It's very intriguing. So uh, his goal, well, first of all, it's a late night talk show for mind expansion and unconscious provocation. His goal is to challenge your existing belief systems with radically unique ideas to move you in and out of your everyday trances so that life becomes a lot more mysterious, magical, and intellectually enthralling all at the same time. So he's more than Art Bell. He's actually a hypnotist, a change worker. So he's bringing a lot of great things together. So with that, let me just announce, uh, well, say, bring him in, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, Mr. Greg Bornstein. Greg! <laughs> Tony, my gosh, I am honored by that intro. Um, I can't even believe. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like the show that I'm doing is evolving every day, too. But you're absolutely right. I mean, the Art Bell thing, he is the guy. He is the best. He will always be the greatest. If I, yeah, if I can even capture a hint of what that guy did, uh, my gosh, it would be, it would be an honor. So I, I, yeah, I appreciate you recognizing that, that, that is my goal, uh, with the show. Well, for sure. You're doing it. I came to that conclusion totally on my own. You never, you know, implied it in any way. It's just, it's very, 
apparent, you know, re relatively obvious. Uh, in your own right, you're not you're not a replicant in any way because it's just in that vein. Because yeah, I mean, you're, you're a change worker, you're a hypnotist, and, and the, most of the stuff that you do is completely related to that. Uh, you know, and you, and your guests are uh, just as wacky, <laughs> and I say that respectfully. <laughs> Respect. Oh no, I'm honored. I'm honored. Uh, let me tell you, I'm a weird person. My 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 basic mantra. One of my codes is, I like weird, but not too weird. I think Greg, he might go a little. He's at the borderline of too weird, but he has to be That's kind of true. I've definitely had people. Yes, you know what, Tony? It's crazy. I've had people that it's weird that there is. You can talk about these fringe things. And for instance, there was somebody out there, I, I won't say their name, but they, they, they're a branding expert that uses mythology that talks about mythological things. So it's a little bit moving into Joseph Campbell, Carl Jungish stuff. And I thought this is exactly the type of person I want to have on. They're, they're bringing in the normal and they're bringing in the strange. And this person said, Greg, because I am trying to niche with business people, um, my core audience is not going to be your core audience. And even though I'm willing to go multidimensional and alien talk and all that stuff, I love that stuff. I still can't do your show. So that to me is – I hope I get to that point where that person comes back and realizes that, hey, I'm not going to make you look bad. Uh, I just want to hear your perspective. But there still is, even within the spiritual community and the fringe and the weirdness – you're absolutely right, Tony. Too weird? Some things are too weird for people, and I'm okay with that. I'm but, okay but, with that. But, but as I said, you're not too weird. You just go, you go up to that to that line, but you're not. I mean, you're not too weird, and your guests are not too weird. But they get right up to that line, which is great. So you're you're well in the safe zone, or well, you're in the safe zone. <laughs> if just yeah. this podcast is a business podcast, it's a personal development podcast. So people will say, "Well, how pertinent is Greg?" I'm here to tell you. He's here because he's pertinent. He's very pertinent. His, his stuff is in. It is. It, maybe it's not as focused as I am on those things. You know, he has his own podcast and his own genre, but it's completely related. And he is definitely about personal development. That's unequivocal. I mean, just there's all kinds of personal development. <laughs> Quite a spectrum. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's interesting, right? Isn't it interesting that years ago. It was weird to have a meditation person come into a corporate office. Like even five, ten years ago, that was considered out there, like an outside perspective. And now, I mean, you see it, Billions was the show that made me, uh, they depicted this. And I'm going, yeah, this is absolutely right. People's corporate CEOs, it's not unusual for them to go on shamanic retreats these days. It's no longer. And by that, the way. That show you right? mentioned, Billions, is my favorite show and is and influential on me. It is fantastic. That is a right, fine. yeah. And they have that spiritual component, that psychoanalytical. There is something to it. So, I, 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 yeah, it's and it's interesting. Change workers, NLP people, hypno, hypnotists. It's the stuff that they've been doing for years is oh. now getting mainstream attention, which I love. And this chief of HR, she's very NLP. Uh, oh, yeah. Name, she's very NLP. Wendy, very, right? Is Wendy, it Wendy? Wendy Rhodes, right, the, right. Yes. And she's very NLP. She quotes Tony Robbins and makes other references to actually NLP techniques and other stuff. But listen, enough of that right now. I want to get into you. All right. <laughs> okay, right? fine. Because, I know. Uh, this is what I do. I get very theoretical, hypothetical. Okay. Right. <laughs> we have a lot of similarity, man. Um, <laughs> Shape me into the guest you want me to be, Tony. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> As I said at the outset, I want to talk about your topics. I mean, not, not, you know, not belabor them, but I want to cover them sufficiently, at least to a satisfactory level, to at least pique the, uh, the, the listener's interest uh, sure. to, to learn more because the stuff you've talked about is fascinating on, on surface. Let me get into the first topic that you said that was going on, the new things that's going on with you in your field. And that is the oversaturation of coaches and, and why that's okay. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to list the, the <laughs> topics you mentioned. Let's just go one at a time. Cause you, you've told me about a half a dozen topics. I want you, I'm going to mention it and I want you to hit it. So what, what's that about? 
Yeah, I was a skeptic of this too. And and I'm going to say before I say this, um I do think there is an oversaturation of coaches. I can for sure. There seems to be a and I yeah, and I posted an article about this a few weeks ago, very interesting piece about that woman um, you know, the person that runs a life coach school podcast and and some weird stuff with her business-wise and there's a lot of promises. There's a lot of promises out there, false promises being made to people. And it raises the philosophical question I have is how is everybody how can everybody who goes in and takes a life coaching course be someone that is wise enough for other people to spend money on right. what is and and why would they pick you over somebody else and why does it seem like a mindset coach you say the term mindset coach and you it's the same what's the difference between one and another there's no there's no way to regulate there's there's no way to really in a way part of what i'm trying to do on my show tony is subtly poke at people that come on and I, I try to do I try to be very respectful but I definitely want to get at the nuances of what transformational change work is and what these coaches are even talking about because sometimes they can talk about absolutely nothing and people will sign on to work with them for years so so the question is how do we regulate this is it a good idea is it a bad thing well here's why it's not necessarily Yes, you have to Yes, you have to be more discerning, I would say. Like anything in life, you have to pick what college you want to go to. You don't just go to every, you know, their community colleges or oh, that might be more beneficial than the top Ivy League school. But you have to do the research. You have to see the results people are getting. You have to see, really in a way feel what's going to be the best person. Um trust your intuition with this stuff. Yes, I do wish there was more of a regulatory unit and in a way we could kind of I almost I'm, I have an idea of being like a coach consultant for people like I want people to go to me before they hire a coach so I could be like, no, don't go to this one. Go with this one. This is, like I want to be like the wine guy, but for coaches, you know, like, a primary reason I know, you know, about my virtual coaching program, you helped me promote the the uh, crowdfunding a year ago, like I mentioned. A primary reason why I created a virtual approach, a coaching program, which is going to be my my vision is to transform self-help and bring any self-help course under this umbrella. Yes. Automated self-help coach, which gets the person to, to get, you know, get everything they wanted out of, out of any self-help course. The re a primary reason why I, I focused on that and built that was because to try to differentiate myself as a coach, which I was a life coach and I had a coaching practice was a huge, I, I'm a very unique person. I, I think I, that's one of my, my, I'm like the greatest proponent of individuality there is. At the same time saying, we gotta be a team player. But that aside, that's a huge marketing endeavor. And and I didn't even want to, I, 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 was, I embarked on it, but I wasn't crazy about it. That's why I didn't market it well, because it's really quite, it's, it's a tall order. But this virtual coaching program, that's where I bring everybody together and let them do their thing. And I actually yes. help them get the results they want because uh, you know, some people think I'm smart. Some people think I'm wise. Well, those people are idiots. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, you said, it. are they, are people wise enough to be life coaches or personal development coaches? Maybe they are, maybe they're not, you know, yeah. you're taking a bit of a risk, trusting someone with your mental health and, you know, and your intimate stuff. Uh, but, uh, that's you know that's uh if you you want to have you want an omelet you got to crack some eggs and that that that, right. that, that egg may be your brain <laughs> <laughs> right but the thing is you know well you know and this is what i was going to say is my coach i worked with a coach that helped me start this podcast this guy named spencer burnett who i think is really a sharp sharp um productivity coach i would say he's he is he has a he had a methodology that that really worked for me in terms of workflow and utilizing something like a trello board in a google calendar as a way of step-by-step -step building the project of your dreams that's what that's what i worked with him on and i had him on my show and i said look dude why the coaches what what's the deal there's so many out there and what he said to me was greg if you had a kid right now 
would you send them to college or would you pay for them to work with me first? And that made me think because I was going, you know what? I absolutely feel like if you had the skills to be able to take on any project that you wanted, building a business, starting a coaching practice, learning a new skill, and you can map that out in a way that would allow you to execute and have the results. I question these institutions, Tony. Absolutely. I don't know. We there's so many people questioning college now, and meanwhile, coaches are getting people results. There's a big disparity there, which is why I think there might be something more to, to learning the knowledge of a wise person who's done it before you Actually, than I than totally we think. Agree. I totally agree. Education is everything. And and what I mean by that <clears throat> is lifelong education, not just some institute's ed education, their curriculum, your education. You decide what your goals are, what you want to do, and then you you learn those things yourself, whether it be going to a college or taking a self-help course or getting going to a coach. You know, you get the help, you know, to, you get the resources accessed within or ones you have to get go without you you help you get them in order to accomplish your goals whatever they are but that's you, the education is your responsibility not right. the school's responsibility it's yours and it's a lifelong thing and that's another reason why I focused on an automated self help coaching process which I created because I really believe in that you know, I'm a college dropout, not just because I was a loser, because <laughs> I, you know, these things, the, the curriculum did not speak to me, you know, yeah. the degree did not speak to me, you know, I mean, yeah, I had a lot to learn. Don't get me wrong. I had issues, uh, but you know, that's, I didn't, I didn't see that. I saw that as a, a, a degree as a piece of paper uh, that, 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 that didn't resonate with me at all. Yeah, well, even in my acting background, you know, David Mamet, who, very controversial in the acting world. And, He's uh, a god. For, he is a god. Are you kidding me? He, he is, yeah, well, <laughs> he is, I mean, people would look at him as a as a god. Some would. I, I do think there is some godlike components, too. He did write some of the greatest stuff of all time. Now, his oh. most recent stuff, not as great. Yeah, but that I like, said. I like his classic stuff from the 90s. Oh yeah, um, and I remember in acting school, and yeah, your Which listeners you who don't you don't know me, I went to NYU. I went to Tisch, right. um, studied at the Stella Adler Studio of Acting. That was my undergrad background. Fantastic. I, I remember, I, Greg. I, oh, go I ahead. To, I, I attended the New Actors Workshop. Uptown. Oh my gosh! Did you, with, you know you know that school with Mike Nichols? That's was Mike right. Nichols there? Mike, Mike Nichols was my teacher, and George Morrison. George Morrison was my mentor. Who turned me on to NLP and blew me oh my away? Gosh. But but Mike Nichols, and spend any time with him, you, then you know why they pay him the big bucks. Woo, Mike Nichols, I uh, such a legend. So sad he's gone. Wish we could have somehow encapsulated the wisdom. Yeah, I had a teacher in college at Stella Adler Studio of Acting that went to New Actor Studio too, and would just tell us stories about Mike Nichols, and we'd who go. That? Who was that teacher? Oh my gosh, do you know that? Maybe you know this guy, Noel. Do you know Noel Wilson, I believe his last name was? I don't think so. Noel. Um, yeah, he was our improv teacher. Really, really smart guy. And he said the thing about Mike Nichols. I see now we're doing the open loops thing. Um, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> But it's funny. It's, it's, it's good. Great. We're looping. You said it before. Um, is that Mike Nichols would look at a scene and the two actors would have no idea, you know, what was really going on. And then he'd say... He in in one sentence he would say, "This is, this is a big breakup. This is a big breakup." Or he he would just have that one sentence encapsulation of what the scene is. That once he said it, it was so obvious. The two actors would then go, "Holy crap! Why didn't we see this before?" Like that was kind of his skill. I don't no, know if he, you can speak to that. He was genius. I mean, but he he I mean he he gave you such like esoteric advice and instruction but then very pragmatic simple stuff like for example one of the things he advised is like if you don't know what's going on and you're confused just say something slowly something's quickly something's loudly and something softly <laughs> <laughs> and it's like okay give them some variety if you're confused because at least that's something they can that's so true that's such good advice that got me through too yeah people don't realize that sometimes <laughs> acting can be a lot easier than you right. think it is right, um that's yeah so got that in common man yeah, yeah. And then, you know, to go back on that loop, um, what I was going to say is that David Mamet 
in his book True and False that came out in the 90s where he was slamming acting schools even though perhaps hypocritically he started one and has one of the biggest ones in the city but okay put 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 his hypocrisy aside he was slamming them because what he said that i found interesting was people didn't go to school for this back in the day what did they do they toured they went on the road and they just did show after show after show and who did they learn from the old pros that old guy who'd been on stage since vaudeville 50 60 years told you hey when you say this line look left like this you'll get a laugh and then you start to embody that wisdom that's why it is great that there are coaches out there because people that might not normally have been able to share their knowledge are now able to do so and you can learn from people who are actually in the field doing it they're actively doing it it's not this barrier with academia people can hold you and say hey uh you want to do this seo ad correctly well guess what you gotta tweak this a little bit that kind of direct feedback that we now have access to in this world tony um it is a good thing it's just how do you navigate it that's my looming question i, I totally agree i agree you know what a uh, primary thing i say with with my product proficio which is going to launch imminently you know is that we all need a little bit more help okay and we got we got we got a lot we got we got basically everything we need but we just need just a little bit more <laughs> all right and it could be a, it could be an educator but that's you can always be educating yourself you know a book you can get an education from a book but a coach a live person a mentor some sponsor some other human or nowadays look like i did with a virtual coaching program because this is the age of di digital technology it, it could be just a computer program like i did with proficio and that can be the little help that you need to, to get you you know over that hump or to that on the road of success at least oh yeah get you moving and that's why i did that but greg before we get going because I, I already see it the rings on the wall this interview can go for hours i could see that already <laughs> you you and i have a rapport and we've got so much that we can talk i love about. it so i mean and i'm gonna let you be my guide about you know how brief we should make this interview uh but uh, but let's take a break to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with greg bornstein this episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Perficio learns more about you as you make progress and then uses that information to help you even more. It is quasi-AI. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can be helped by something that learns more about you because that is the difference that makes the difference. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're here with Greg Bornstein. And I, I'm going to actually stop the line of quite, <laughs> the top, the previous topic because there's so many topics I want to cover. So I'm going to go into the next one. Greg, Great. you study this thing called Sanomentology. What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Sanomentology. Okay. So... <laughs> Very funny that I, yeah, yeah. I, if I gave that to you as one of the pre-questions, I, you know what? I mean, it's Not a, as a it's question a, as a as a topic. You gave it to me. Yeah, that's interesting. I at the, at the time I was very, I do, I did study it. I was very into it. Uh, and you know what? It is. It's such a cool thing. Okay, so, so here's I'm getting, what I, I'm getting the the impression that you're you're a phasey person like me. I'm very phasey. Yes. See, that's the thing. I was like, you you asked me way back for some topics that we could talk about, yeah. and I was really into the sanimentology phase. Now, that said, I still love it. I think with this guy, so it's a gentleman named Martin Rothery, um, who... I learned about by way of someone who's very controversial in the hypnosis space uh, that I interviewed last year, and I was actually just re-listening to the interview today because I loved it. Um, Alex Smith, Jonathan Royal. I love yep. him. He's great. I think he's great. I think he's great too. By the way, I think we, he, him and I share the same birthday. How about that? Really? Yeah. You know, Jonathan has quite a. Uh, Actually, here's what's interesting about him. Every he year, said, we, every year we, we say happy birthday to each other, me and Jonathan Royal. Except he is, he's very, he's a very loving guy in guy. a lot of ways. He's filled with love and he's created this identity of being the bad boy of hypnosis. Yes, he has. 
Um, I love it. I love it too. And he says he's very accomplished. Oh yeah. And, and, and in his elite hypnosis bootcamp that he sells all the time on any interview, which the entire interview with me, two and a half hours, he brought it up every five minutes. Um, (laughs) but I, but I asked him about why he was bringing it up and he's like, because when you have something you're that sure about confident about, of course you're going to pitch it. Um, I interviewed him. I think around November, December of last year. Okay. All right. Yeah. And And he turned you on to sanomatology? Well, I discovered, so I, I, yes, in his hypnosis, elite hypnosis bootcamp, he has a module about becoming a sanomatologist and talks about this guy, Martin Rothery, Martin Rothery. Um, So then I found this guy on Facebook. I don't know if I found him or he found me. And I said, what is this dream architecture, sanimentology? That, that's what it is. It's, it's, it is basically sanimentology. I, I couldn't describe it in the same way that Martin does, but it is using, it's almost like a, hmm, how do I put this? It's using dreams in a non-trance state, often, as a means of enacting change. So what's different is he, he, I mean, he teaches hand signals and figner signals and you response. He does do that stuff, but the core of the technique is, uh, really leveraging the active metaphors you have going on in your subconscious with your eyes closed. When you're just, it all starts like this, close your eyes and just imagine a door open the door and where does your brain take you and then guides you in that fantasy where your mind is going in a way that doesn't require you to be deep in, in this trance state, but still facilitates change. So I found it very interesting because he says, look, this is what they were doing in sleep temples in Egypt. This is what people knew before that you could use your dreams as a way of, of, uh, accessing new abilities, connecting your conscience to your unconscious. And this man has basically kind of flipped hypnosis upside down a little bit and jumped right to, in a way, we, we know this whole thing from Clark Hall, uh, whatever, um, assumes, assumes trance causes trance and then vice versa. There's that hypnotic loop that you can get the unconscious response going and then that's going to lead to trance and then create the loop martin has said no no, no, let's let's get right to the the esoteric dreamlike state where you go to bed at night and just zone in on that and then base change work around it and i have to tell you i've guided people through interactive lucid dreams before um it's a lot of fun. Wow. It's a lot of fun. So Martin will say, you know, it, there are some people that are full on sanomentologists, uh, but I think mostly people are using it in the context in the same way that we might use it as a, as a method amongst many other tools, NLP, hypnosis, whatever it is. How plausible um, do you think the concepts in the movie Inception are or were? <laughs> oh, how plausible. I mean, I've definitely been a dream within a dream before. Have you ever been there? I've yeah. definitely had dreams within dreams within but dreams. I'm talking about being purposeful and visiting in someone's dream for the purpose of, you know, manipulation. <laughs> oh, Tony, this is see now this is this is where I get more skeptical. This is where that line of my show is. I'm going, I want to believe it's real because MK Ultra. <laughs> and all the stuff that's out there, but I, I don't know. And you know what? Actually, in in how plausible is it that speaks to dream time too? Uh, I had someone on my show actually it came out in this. We we referenced it in the episode that came out today. This this hypnotist named Lynn Louise Larson, Cosmic Valkyrie. She talked to me about how she is working with this shaman, DX, who is a real life sorcerer, who she hasn't met in person has just had a consultation. I, I know you know Lynn Louise too. You've talked to her a little bit, I think. Um, she's talked to him in person, or, or she's just talked to him on the phone, though I'm not even sure that's clear. And all her work with this guy is in dream time. So all he's doing is working with her in her dreams. Now, is this something she just believes that's a complete delusion? I don't know. But at the same time, 
shamans have been talking about dream time. People have been talking about this stuff for years and centuries. And once you start getting like that ancient ritualistic thing around these experiences, I start to buy into it a little more. Yeah. It's, it's very intriguing at the, in the very least. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical, but I'm open-minded about it. That's yeah. That's what I am. That's my default position. So, you know, you're, you're developing a new form of hypnosis, right? That blends the fringe, like what we were just talking about and, and your arts background. And I love that because that's, that's to me, whatever resources you have, whatever you got in your resume, your bio, bring it to bear. You know, everything could be useful, or at least can, can even come together. I mean, that's not to say you should use everything, but it may be useful. That's what I do. But you seem to be doing that too. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, I had this idea of of soulscapes, sort of back to this dream idea, um, is that I, I had this idea very early on that I sometimes think hypnotists limit themselves by uh, just doing what everybody has told them you're supposed to do in hypnosis. I mean, what are the three things we hear? Hypnotherapy clearing up you know stop smoking late weight loss confidence so that's this the substrates of or the the subcategories of that um then you have stage hypnosis and then you have maybe recreational hypnosis you know whether that's erotic actually that, that seems to be the only really thing recreational hypnosis is in the fringe in in the circuit from this kind of erotic playful um, using hypnosis between consenting adults kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, so, so I'm going, okay, life is filled with so many experiences. We go to the movies. We go to theme parks. We go to these places that stimulate the imagination. Why is hypnosis boxed in to comedy shows with drunken idiots or giving people therapeutic changes? Or this other realm that's X-rated. I'm always looking for what's between these things. So, my thought very early on was that I was going to experiment with what hypnosis could do. Now, that said, I soon discovered that, of course, you have people like, uh, what was her name? Oh, gosh, I, I, the, the name's slipping through me right now. But, uh, oh, oh, oh. The woman who the did the quantum healing, Dolores Cannon. Yes, Dolores Cannon. And a lot of people that had started playing around with past lives. So Dolores Cannon had the whole thing about channeling uh, off-planet entities and bringing that through her and, and multiple people going in trance and experiencing that stuff. I mean, trance has been around and been doing fringe things forever. Um, but guiding people towards their fantastical spots, their higher states of consciousness, their their other than conscious minds, and really going in and exploring the the edges of that. That was something that I didn't hear a lot of hypnotists talk about. You know, you get on, you go on your sh show, which is self-help, um, so I guess that's not, or, or like, Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, or the Hypnothoughts Live, and it's always about the different change work. And I'm going, where's the person that's saying, what happens... In the, what about the trance you didn't know you were capable of experiencing? What about what about this landscape? What does your subconscious landscape look like? If you were to depict your subconscious mind on a wall, what would it be? So I started playing with this, and I did something called soulscapes, where I would bring people down and actually imagine they were staring in a, in a museum and looking at a painting that said they're subconscious and then I'd have them describe it to me. And it was really an experiment. Uh, what happened though is that people would just get in touch with this childish part of themselves, this childlike part of themselves, this youthful, wondrous place where they don't normally get to go on a daily basis. And that has started me thinking. I mean, I haven't fully crafted this i'm still like experimenting with with all these different forms but tony i'm going what if people what if trance was the gateway to get people to living to their their most unbelievable self 
the self that they don't even believe is possible to believe to be the person that they they dreamed of that place when you're a kid where you're saying i want to be a movie star trance can take you there now without you even while working a corporate job but still have you live that different reality and you can use that and bring it to what you're doing greg how is it that trance can do that because well hmm how is it that trance can do that because it's giving you it's freeing you from all inhibitions it is the place that the sentence that was formulating in my head is that people are so inhibited yes hypnosis to me is just relaxation you know with you know being guided by an expert and you and you get a person to relax so they can drop their inhibitions yes that's it It, it's freeing inhibitions it's and, and this is the thing this is where we're at right now look at how many people quit their jobs and aren't going back the great resignation you hear it everywhere there are less there are so many jobs available actually we're in a period where there are more jobs available but the problem isn't a a financial socioeconomic thing it's a mental health thing there's a mental health issue in this country. that's the reason why there's so many job openings because people's mental health is saying i don't enjoy working at this kind of environment because i want something more fulfilling more meaningful if there's anything a hypnosis if, if your subconscious is supposed to know everything and you're in your unconscious your subconscious knows what's best for you i'm saying you know what skip the crap Let's go directly to it and ask what it wants. What does it want for you? Where does it want to go? What does it want to experience? That to me is what's interesting. So yeah, I mean, maybe it's a metaphor that I'm going to turn people into the UFO that they want to become or or take them on a time travel adventure inside their head. But we both know that this stuff is possible and it's more than possible because of how powerful trance work is. I think people, we're in the age of experience. My thought, Tony, is everybody goes to these outside immersive events, immersive theater, immersive art galleries with Van Gogh. The real immersion's internal. Why not take people to internal immersion in themselves? That's what interests me. So that's where I'm going with all this stuff. I, I agree. The mind is the portal to wherever, whenever, whomever, whatever. It's the mind is the portal. Totally, totally agree. Let's take a moment to hear our sponsor and we'll we'll be right back. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perphysio. Poor finances are the leading cause of stress, divorce, and general troubles. Financial managers, coaches, and consultants are great, but responsibility rests with you. There are new answers. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can truly learn the foundational attitudes and methods of accruing wealth and staying wealthy. You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. I'm here with Greg Bornstein, who's wowing me with all this stuff. I mean, I can't even, we're talking about so many great things. I, I can't even tell you what we're talking about. It's, it's just <laughs> great. You know, we're just like touching these these great topics, you know, without belaboring them. Let's let me get into the podcast. Greg is an awesome podcast host. I was on it about a year ago. It's great. And I've listened to a number of them. He just, it's so eclectic and, and just, he's so it's the variety is great, but it's all, it's based on, on hypnosis or it's related to hypnosis, change work, stuff like that. Um, let, let's talk about the title open loops for your podcast. Uh, why the title open loops? Oh, yes. This, I, I, I'll give my credit to my life coach, Spencer Burnett, again, in the sense that one of the reasons I worked with him was that he explained my mind to me in my first session with him, and I couldn't believe it. Here's what he said. He said, Greg, you have a lot of issues in terms of, in terms of getting things finished. And it's not nothing personal. It's just what happens when you say you want to start a hypnosis practice or you want to, I was entertaining real estate investing a few years ago, when you want to get into real estate investing, when you want to be an actor, all these different things that you've had intentions that you may have even started a little bit to do and you don't finish those projects, an open loop, 
an open loop remains in your head. And what happens is when you have enough of those things stack on top of each other, and this is exactly, uh, I think we may have even hinted at this. When we probably talked about this in our interview, Tony, talking about Proficio and, and what your app is helping resolve. If you have too many unresolved tasks and you're not able to check in on close those loops yourself, what happens is it stacks up and you just have this energy drain and no wonder you feel bad about yourself. That's what he said to me. And I said, oh my gosh, yes. That's exactly how my brain has worked all these years. Um, so I thought of open loops because it was what I was working on with the pod. He just said, start a podcast, take all your ideas, your interests, your intrigues. And don't just sit around and be a keyboard jockey or, or uh, even or the knowledge, uh, armchair expert or whatever you wanna be. Um, you should actually, at least teach people all these things you're learning about. Go out there and broadcast about it. Create a podcast. You've got a great voice. You're inquisitive. The questions you ask me are interesting. Therefore, capture that. Make it a show. And as I was sitting there going, yeah, that's int <gasps> Open Loops. Open Loops would be a great name for this show because it speaks to a mind that is never satisfied. That is never... And, and it's really... It's in in a way it's reclaiming that name, uh, you know, in the, in the same way that, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the way Stomp took banging on trash cans and calling it music and made that into art. Um, that's what I'm doing with Open Loops. I'm saying, hey, this, which might be a disorder in some ways, or or might some might call it a brain that is i i don't think i've never been diagnosed with no, that, that's uh, a adhd that's a universal experience greg i i'm here to tell you as, as a person yeah you're a phase jumper you get a, it and it's a universal experience not just a phase jumper for myself people start things don't and they don't finish them right that, that causes them to have stress all right and and then these things can be if you intervene or con conclude them in some way, it's very satisfying or therapeutic. Yeah, and it's and you can have so many, you know, apertures or ways in that you can intervene and and you know and have this, you know, this remedy. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and, and and what you did is you did a wonderful thing. You turned uh, a, a big old lemon into a great giant picture of lemonade is awesome <laughs> that's great oh i appreciate that no i mean yeah that's what i was gonna say i mean it really it, yeah i thought it was just the perfect name because it it captured what was going on in my head it also captured sort of the 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 way i like studying these topics i love reading a chapter of a richard bandler john grinder book and then having them say something and going oh my gosh wait they did. I want to know more about that. That to me, it's an unconscious provocation. It's a open something opened in my head. So there is a healthy place for open loops. It is curiosity. It is what keeps us engaged with the world. Um, but it's just a little better managed now. Management is the key. You've got to manage because you, can, you know if you you've got to I mean, when you when you pursue a goal. You know, the idea is to achieve it, but that's not even the important thing. The important thing is to keep on working towards it. You know, yes. you're gonna, that's what you're going to get the happiness from. Uh, and the idea, the, really, the principle is to be happy in the pursuit of the goal, not at the getting, not, at, not getting, getting it because you probably won't be happy getting it. Probably have another experience. <laughs> but yes. you know, if you can be happy now, that's that's the great gift, and that's what you want. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that is again your app um this this thing you're creating for coaches speaks exactly to this because it is you know people people even i didn't realize i was doing this when i was working one-on-one -on -one with spencer as part of his coaching program level up um i didn't realize sometimes even the the mini goals were too big I would say, okay, I'm going to edit these three episodes, put this on my Google calendar for two hours, edit three episodes. And then by the end of the three, I'd get the two hours. I'd go, oh my gosh, I didn't do it. And that that's just a miss. It's a mismanagement of expectations. So instead of doing that, you, you're much better setting yourself off with micro commitments. Can you chunk it down? It's classic NLP stuff. Chunk down the steps even further so that you can just do one thing 
And then once you get that, you feel the brain chemistry moving. It's positive feedback. Oh, I did that. Then you can do the next and the next. So, yeah, it's interesting. The The art of achieving a goal, uh, it's, it's definitely a lot harder to grasp than I think some people think they know how to do it. And, and here's, here's the, like, it's, it's, all, it's so obvious that it's a secret uh, about goal achievement, whatever, whatever the goal may be, whether it be the most simplistic, accessible goal or something very difficult and significant and, and life-changing, game-changing, is that whatever it is, you're in the game until you quit. And when you quit, you're out of the game, but not until then. And that's why, as a primary reason why Proficio is a revolutionary program, it doesn't let a person quit in the most intuitive way. It's going to push you when you need pushing. It's going to pull you when you need pulling. It's going to totally back off when it needs to back off. Because that's, we're humans. You know, Proficio is a wonderful automation, but we're humans and we, and the human experience is like, you know, these open loop, it's about open loops. It's about other pressures, other distractions, other stuff going on in my, my incredible humanity. <laughs> right. And, yes. and, and I've got to allow myself for that. But, but when I give up, that's when I've lost. Okay. When, and, and, and that, and the give up may be a conscious thing, but much more likely a subconscious thing. And, and before you know it, it's like, didn't I once, wasn't I once pursuing a life-changing goal? Oh yeah, that was a long time ago. I wonder <laughs> yes. when I quit doing that. And it was, and it was, it's in way in the back, in the rear view mirror, but you failed at it because you gave up. Uh, but if you didn't, you'd still be at it, you know, and obviously the more consistent, the more, the better, but you know, you do what you can, but that's a revolutionary thing. And that's why coaching, uh, what I've created, true self-help coaching, hypnotists, they're all very useful to help people, you know, pursue goals. Now you call yourself a cultural hypnotist. What's, what's the difference? What's that? Oh, yeah, you know, this is, <laughs> it's partly just something that makes people go, what? And that hopefully makes them go into a trance thinking about it. Um, that's part of it. That's part of it. But the other thing is this, I, by broadcasting topics that are out there, by talking about hypnosis, um, well, I think there are two levels to this. One is this, we're all hypnotists. That's the big thing. I mean, I know it's I know it's something that it might not be the most revolutionary thing to say, but we're all doing it all the time. Uh, it's it's just it's a natural thing. We're all persuading each other. We're all influencing each other. Uh, um, it, it's happening anyways. And then you get to then you look at the different levels of it, uh, which is. Once you have an audience, once you have a platform, it's so interesting that cults are <laughs> you, I'm fascinated you, by. They're so interesting. It's so interesting that a cult is is easy to form a cult as it is. Um, it's amazing how many organizations become cult like quickly. What does that say about the human experience that we are drawn? To have it one person that has all the answers and we want to surrender ourselves to that person. We are willing. There's there's something innately in us as humans that that desires a leader, someone who and then and then once you get even more human, someone whose words or influence will guide us. So therefore, here's what I'm saying. In the same way that Penn and Teller talk about who I love, by the way, Penn and Teller, love those two. Um, they're always like, yeah, we're liars. We're out there. We're, yeah, we say we're magicians, but we're lying you. We're fooling you. This is, they will come out and do a trick and fool you, but also kind of talk about how it is a trick while it's being done. That's really what I'm doing with hypnosis. I'm saying, hey, look, I'm out here. I have a platform. I am deliberately trying to get you to move into a different reality as you listen to the show. I am deliberately using words. I'm bringing on people that are, uh, that have strong influence, people like yourself that have hypnosis, NLP backgrounds, that are strong communicators, people that can actually convincingly argue uh, that this reality isn't the one that you think you're living in and by doing that and by even saying that yeah in a way i'm giving away the secret that it's influence and persuasion and i still think it works 
it works. It, it work. still pulls people in because you talk about hypnosis and it's hypnotic. That's what's magical about it. So yeah, I'm a cultural hypnotist because anybody with a platform really is and delving into the nuances of the way beliefs and perceptions work as you're actively changing beliefs and perceptions. That's an interesting space that I want to be in. How dare you, Greg? How dare you? You got some audacity. <laughs> that is sure. awesome, bro. I mean, I, I totally agree, man. Everybody's trying to get other people into their trances, <laughs> right? Come to yes. my trance, you know, not saying that. They'll say it in the most oblique way, but, you know, agree with me. Don't you on this? Don't you agree, agree with this? And some people just have some greater value to give or, than others. I think more or less that's my view on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely true. I mean, you have to be careful. You do have to be careful with the people out there that are, uh, oh, gosh. I mean, and, and that is also why, yeah, I love, and I talked to you about this. I remember in our interview, I said, look, I love NLP. I love hypnosis. I love the leaders in it. And I am just as willing to talk about the bad stuff that one of these leaders did as oh, the good stuff because it's all part of it it's that's what's that's what's interesting it colors it a little bit you and, and i you know i don't say i don't say this disingenuously at all you and i are actually very uh, very alike man because i totally concur and i had a, i had this conversation like with my mentor rex sykes who was oh yeah NLP trainer. i'm like i love to talk about you know the bad stuff because that's part of it too that's not not part of it. it is part of it because we're all humans but you know and that's part of it you know so and, and it's it's intriguing to me as you know as a human in this human field that deals with humanity it's you know it's you, you can't to discount it is is a disservice is to pretend yeah. it's this this pure th this perfect thing and that's part of the reason why people distrust it because they you know they they hear they hear the rumors or they hear or they they find the this underbelly you know when it's really it's it's right there why why hide it why not talk about it it's intriguing it's it's you know and it's and it's not TMZ shit <laughs> you know, right but, but just that we're humans you know and that we you know we're all infallible i mean we're all fallible rather <laughs> not infallible, infallible. yeah yeah, it kills, you know, I mean, look, and, and it's it's one of those things that it's just, um, there is the, there is a case of, what was it, was it some, you hear stories all the time, these one-off hypnosis stories of people that, you know, they, they maybe studied hypnosis and then, uh, I think there was a kid that, you know, took his own life or something after a principal was talking to him in Florida, Florida, of course, and, you know, was was using hypnosis and NLP techniques, and then they immediately go to the principal as using hypnosis to get this person to commit suicide. Okay. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Like, realistically, I don't think the court found this man guilty of it. A. B. Um... We have no idea. It's just something that this person did. But once you insert hypnosis in there, then all of a sudden, well, he was doing this thing. He was doing this thing. So, so to me, it is there is a lot to overcome. Talking about hypnosis, I mean that is, um, you know, it's it's definitely taboo. I don't think the corporate boardroom is going to hire there are corporate offices that have had the you know the who's that guy that great corporate hypnotist uh anthony galilee is, is that his name i think it is i don't, I don't uh, know he's there's one guy that is got famous on youtube for showing his shows and his corporate hypnosis stuff and he's doing like rapid inductions with people sitting in the boardroom and he just became very famous for that um I think they're, it's a little still, you still have to have the show if you're going to bring a hypnotist into the office. It's, it's still weird, but I have to tell you that principal, I'm sure, uh, you know, we don't know what the case, whatever that principal did, there's so many more people gaslighting people and manipulating them in a conscious waking state that has a more profound result using words that might be hypnotic but not actually doing hypnosis than hypnosis workers doing damage on people so it's like we have to be rational here communication 
is powerful in general. So to just completely throw out all the hypnotists without then accuse, well, this person's just manipulative, emotionally manipulative. Hey, guess what? That's hypnosis. Um, so let me ask it's you, tough. Let me ask you: Is one form of hypnosis better than another? Mm, whatever gets the job done is the classic answer there. But it's um, I don't. I'm still exploring. I'm going to put one. I don't want to put one over the other. I mean, I think there is. Okay. So look, I have experienced. I, I believe that, I, you know, my skeptic brain is getting in here, but I've experienced somebody talked about him on other shows before this guy, Tom Shalaw in Scotland. He doesn't appear on the internet anymore. He's like, must be off and hiding. This guy was doing some conversational stuff on me, Tony. I have no idea what he he's he might be a real life shaman. Um, he was he was talking to me one morning. I I was doing a consultation with him, and I he was talking, but there wasn't any verbal trance words that I could pick up on. Just regular conversation, and I just boom knocked out. Was on the ground in my apartment. Um, no idea how he did it. And I've seen videos of him just kind of like talking about nonsense, things that, you know, not doing that Bandler kind of like he, th this is the great thing. I love Bandler and I still want him and you still know when he cuts a story midway through that he's doing something. Yeah. This guy, Tom loops or whatever. Exactly. This guy, Tom, doesn't do that. He just talks and all of a sudden he gets a room full of people giggling like toddlers or feeling like they're alcoholics. So he's come up with a way of doing conversational hypnosis differently. That to me is the most powerful indirect hypnosis I've ever seen. That said, the best, Justin Trance. Justin Trance is the best direct hypnosis I've ever seen. Best he, stage he's hypnosis. He's like a Las Vegas stage hypnotist, right? Yes, yes, yes. Hence his name, Justin Trance. Uh, it is a name he legally changed. But what I love about him is that he'll take challengers. He loves people that say, you can't hypnotize me. And he gets something going every time. Um, so I, I admire, I'm always looking for the people on the edges. If you're going to be conversational hypnotist, how little, how obvious can you not be? like this guy and then if you're going to be direct how many people can you bring are you just hypnotizing college kids and high school kids which are easier or can you bring the you know 55 year old skeptic up on stage and give him an experience if you can do that that's a great hypnotist one better than the other i don't think so i think it comes down to the practitioner i don't think so we're going to take our final break uh, and then we're going to come back and then we're going to uh, the last segment, and then we're going to get into real Greg Bornstein, open loops type topics, UFOs, time travelers, because that's going to be the icing on, on this wonderful cake. So we'll be right back with Greg Bornstein. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perfizio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you, that knew and cared for you deeply? that whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where you can start a program that will always suit you, considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're with Greg Bornstein, and the conversation has, it's just been all, we've talked about 20 different things already, and I love it. Fantastic. Now we're going to get into the stuff that's going to be even perhaps the most interesting. Uh, some uh, stuff that's a little bit less talked about in the field of personal <laughs> development, but not, but not if you, if you listen to the Open Loops podcast, then this, you'll, this would be like old hat stuff. Okay, so let, but let me just go ahead and ask Greg, uh, what can an interview with the UFO abductee or a time traveler, such as you've had on your show, do to help people on a day-to-day -day practical basis oh my gosh that is such a tough question because it is a question i ask myself all the time uh and i love this question because it is really it is it is the core of what i'm exploring as somebody that doesn't 
fully, who hasn't seen a UFO myself, um, has never experienced any time anomalies, time slips, as they call them, or, uh, yeah, thinking that you're in one parallel world and all of a sudden you're, boom, in another. I'm going, what are they doing? What is happening in their heads that they're experiencing this? Is it real? And then on the other hand, I'm going, or is it just a trance they made up? Um, and if they do think that, then what is the value of this? What, what is it? Here's what I think it is. I'm starting to get closer to this, Tony. It's, it's, um, in part of this podcast that I'm doing is the evolution of myself. It is self-evolution for myself. It is very much a, I've opened, I've definitely opened myself up to realms that I was kind of curious about. And then all of a sudden went, oh my gosh, whoa, there's something here, um, over the past year and a half. So what can these how long, things... how long have you been doing your podcast for since june 2020 june 2020. june 2020 yeah so so yeah and i i've i've now been on panels with people that talk to ufos or, or channel entities and have been part of summits where very spiritually minded people are talking about um different states of consciousness or or connecting with the earth stuff that i always thought was a little okay i don't know if i'm gonna be part of this but they bring me in i get to sit i get to surround myself with people with different perspectives and i get to learn which i that's what i'm dedicated to this pursuit of lifelong learning understanding what's out there um and i think that's just it I think that's the answer because this is this is the thing what it can help you do on a day-to-day -day basis is it can help you disrupt your everyday patterns your everyday beliefs the thought loops going in your head that tell you not just how you're going to behave see that's also what cultural hypnotist says i'm not influencing people on a well, I feel bad about this, how hard work is right now and how my boss just treated me. Oh, then I listen to Greg's show and all of a sudden I, I have a new reframe on that. I realize, oh, wait, I'm not seeing it from this perspective. I'm getting better. All that stuff, which I love. I love the change work stuff. I live for it. I'm saying let's open people up to the culture. Let's shift cultural consciousness. It's not just about that stuff. It's making people go, I'm about to go to work. And when I'm going to work today to my nine to five job, uh, there's somebody that claims that they used to be part of a U.S. time travel teleportation program in the 70s. And that's what they did with their life. They dedicated themselves to something greater, something beyond. Is that really out there? I'm doing this for this kind of work, but what if there's more? What if there's more to this world than we realize? And does that pique my curiosity more than this job? Or can I bring that stimulating of the imagination, the belief that something might be beyond our material reality, beyond science, into my everyday? It's all about consciousness expansion. That's what it's about for me. By bringing these fringe topics in there, by overloading your consciousness with different beliefs, different thought patterns, you can take something that might be mundane and just look for even more meaning in the world. So that's what I think the value is of it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I do pattern interrupts all the time because... I love them. I think people need them and I think they're very useful, but you do that and you offer them a whole serious topic of supernatural ideas and, or, or concepts or, or, you know, history. It's fantastic. And that is something that a person can really sink their teeth into. And it's, you're doing great work, bro. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tony. I, I, Hey, I'm so grateful. I mean, yeah, you, your encouragement throughout all of this has been amazing. So I, uh, I'm honored that, uh, yeah, I was able to interview you too. By the way, if you're listening, uh, you, you gotta check, uh, check us out on YouTube because Greg and I were both sporting beards. Now I'm much older than him, right? So mine's all white, you know, and I have a semi beard going on. But Greg, he's got like a traditional one. But I got to tell you, this guy, this guy is a good-looking guy. I said a very heterosexual. <laughs> this guy is a very good-looking guy. You know, and, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not intimidated because if I was as young as he is, 
I could, you know, I could compete with his looks, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this guy doesn't have to just have the voice. This guy's got the look too. So, man, you maybe you should get back into acting, bro, because you, you got some stuff going on. There. I appreciate it, Tony. I really do. It means the world. Greg, you have been a wonderful, awesome guest. I really appreciate it. Uh, you got any final remarks for my audience, for my listeners, for my viewers? Yeah, I I would say. Uh, it is, oh man, final remarks, self-help final remarks. There's so much that could be said. Uh, I, I would say, and I'm leaning into this a lot these days, between the thoughts is where the real magic is. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Very cool. Very cool. Now, how do people contact you and... Talk about, you know, some of your websites that people can go to. Yeah. So, look, the best way, absolutely feel free. I mean, you can reach out to me on Facebook. I'm always looking for uh, people with radically unique ex uh, experiences and perspectives. Um, so they can find me on Facebook, Greg Bornstein. But also, uh, the podcast is really where you'll get most of uh, where I'm at. Uh, it's called Open Loops with Greg Bornstein, Conversations That Bend. It's available on Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon on podcast wherever you can listen uh and if you enjoy the episode hey feel free to leave me a comment uh on instagram at the greg bornstein uh definitely love to hear people's feedback about it definitely love to sometimes i like to do the art bell kind of call and thing i'll go live on facebook too so uh if you follow the open loops facebook page sometimes i go live on there and take questions from the audience with guest healers they love responding so uh yeah look for open loops with greg bornstein that's how you'll find me on, on, that's on the on the various podcast uh directories Right. Or yes. they, can go, they can go to your website, like open-loops.com. Uh, that's right. Also, they can find, yeah, you can reach out to me directly at open-loops.com. Or, or gregbornstein.com. Right? Uh, <laughs> gregbornstein.com needs a revamp because it okay, might be that. that old hypnosis. Uh, it's either my life coach page or my when I was going to become a stage hypnotist page, which you could check out if you just want to have fun, well, but it's well, not. Okay. Well, we'll have, we'll have all that stuff listed on, on your page. At coaching. Love it. Greg, great stuff. I really appreciate you. Fantastic guest. This is a, when one of actually one of, I mean, obviously we're still, we're not quite done. We'll be done in a minute, but this has been truly one of my favorite interviews because it's been so eclectic and so non-traditional. Uh, yes. And, and, and yes. That's, that's fantastic, man. <laughs> that's all I strive for, Tony. Oh, great stuff, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, and I want everyone to remember that, we're all responsible for ourselves and we can all use a little help. With that, I thank very much Greg Bornstein for coming down, well, not coming down, but beaming up and joining <laughs> me and beaming out to the universe. Uh, we'll see if anyone on the other side of the universe is, has received this uh, this broadcast and let us know what they think. Uh, so, so like it, subscribe, share it, whatever you're gonna do. Greg, everyone, thanks for everyone for being here. Great stuff, really appreciate thank it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.